it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome to the Midweek right. Fix, it's the call-in show, and it is Gav, it is Shawnee, and um, yeah, we'll have guests on throughout the next hour, um, hopefully, when we, we release the link. Um, show is brought to you by bookmakers.com, um, check them out for all the best odds from all the bookmakers, if you like to gamble, and if you do so, do so responsibly. If you don't, stats, comparisons, previews, articles, all sorts of stuff over there, for people that do or don't gamble. Um, Shawnee, I'd like to start this evening and I'd like to start with Mo Salah. Is that okay with you? No quarrels with that, Gav. No okay. quarrels at all. So, I was having a chat with you last night and I said to you, he he looked so happy on that pitch playing football the other day. Um, now, I'm not saying he wasn't happy playing with Mane or Firmino or anybody else, but there's something different about Mo Salah for me. Um there's something where we always talk about him being a brilliant player. Is he a leader? And I mean that by a leader of men, right? Because he's a leader in the goals he scores. I'm going to give you some stats in a minute. But can you see, am I, am I just seeing things, Sean? Am I making this up in my own head? Because I get the feeling, particularly with Gakpo um, and Nunes, that he's just like, wants to give them the ball, wants to give them opportunities over the moon when they score. It's like he's found these two kids that he's going to nurture um, at the back end of his career for Liverpool to turn them into the possibly the next Mo Salah or the next main man for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, look, it, it was a difficult start to the season, like given Mo's lofty standards that he's kind of, the ridiculous standard that he set ever since he's kind of come into the club and I found like he was kind of a victim of the system for a lot much earlier part of the season like we look at look back at games and he's just he's getting the ball and he has chalk on his boots and that's just not something that he had been doing since he came to Liverpool you know he was always kind of interchanging with Bobby and 
coming inside. Now, Salah was predictable in a way, like, I am Robin predictable, like, I, you know what I'm going to do, but you won't be able to stop me, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but the kind of zip went Delvis game. But um, he looked a lot more like himself on Sunday. And I, I agree with your point in terms of uh, Gagbo. He, he, you can see already there's an understanding there with um, with, with Nunes, Gagbo and Salah, where they're starting to kind of understand each other's movements a little bit more and they're starting to kind of complement each other's games a little bit more. And you can see every time Mao got the ball, normally he's looking to get the head up and go inside and... and, and and but you can see him now looking for Gakpo's runs, and Gakpo's making the run every single time. He's not getting it every single time, but the two times he does get it, you see the impact he can have. So I agree with what you're saying in terms of taking up a new role in the squad. I think um, you can go back a little bit, uh, go back a little bit of while where it kind of seems that not maybe that Mal was shunned from leadership responsibilities. But remember, apparently he was his age and came out saying that he was disheartened by the fact that Trent was made captain ahead of him in the Champions League dead rubber mm. away to Moicheland. And I uh, only recently listening to the Andy Robertson podcast. Robertson was talking about how they have a fine system and, and the type of players that collect them. Um, and I think it was Peter McDowell, the lad's name was, said, is Mao not part of that? And Robbo made a comment that Mao's is a, a leader in a different way, where everybody very much respect, respects his opinion, but he sort of leads by example in terms of his work ethic uh, day in, day out on the training ground. And we know that he has a very close relationship with Harvey Elliott, and he's kind of taken him under his wing. And Elliott spoke about Mao's levels of professionalism and what's needed to, to get to his level. And I don't think one thing you could never question with Mao, whether he was in an L form, is, is professionalism. But what you're seeing now is Mao Salah in form is, in my opinion, the best footballer in the Premier League. Um, right up there with Kevin De Bruyne when, when he's in form. He, he's absolutely unplayable. And we're starting to see that again. You see him attacking, attacking fullbacks and attacking space and the pace and the zip looks to be back and his head is up and he's not thinking about what he's doing. It's all instinctive as football is. And that's where Mao's at his very best. And you can only think that Nunes and Gakpo are going to, to get better playing with this fella. And he might even bring out a different side to Mao's game. Um, two goals and two assists on the weekend. It is an unbelievable return. And they're all talking up Marcus Rashford Hill. Look, let's be honest, he's having a good season. He's having a great but, season. Um, he's having a brilliant season. But a finished Mo Salah who should be sold in the summer and should have never been given an absorbent amount of money in his new contract has more goals and assist contributions than the the best wide forward in the world as given that title by the likes of Talksport and all Mo has more goals and assist than him and him catching form at this time of the season literally it's a, bit, been, it's a bit 2021, isn't it? When he literally just sprung into action and got his top four. It's it's starting to Yeah, and I like think that. like yeah, it, I, I honestly think like I don't think he gets enough credit for that that run of games. Um 2010 
uh, that the, that season, that last 10 games, he kind of dragged us over the line, you know. Um, yeah. Mao has been fucking unbelievable. Like, we haven't even touched on his records or anything. Well, here's but... his record, right? Because I looked it up today. I read something today and then I went, wow. And then I said, I better go and look that up just because I couldn't find the tweet. So, Mo Salah, 205 league games, 129 goals, 53 assists. That's 182 goal involvements in 205 games. Total, 291 games, 178 goals, and 69 assists, which by my reckoning puts her at 247 goal involvements in 291 games. With And... The reason I'm saying, I, I'm not saying Mo Salah never looked happy at Liverpool or never looked, yeah, he, he's looked happy at Liverpool loads and loads. But I think when you talk about Robertson, you know, saying he's a leader in different ways, if you look at what's around him now, you know, I think he loves playing with Mane, who wouldn't? He loves playing with Firmino, who wouldn't? But when you talk about he's really close to Elliot, right? And then look at the rest of the players around, right? Even if you throw Carvalho in there. And then Jota, Nunes, Diaz, Gakpo. There, he's the last one of the first team built by yeah. Jurgen Klopp, yeah, and yeah. he's probably gone. I'll show you how it's done. And yeah, he's had to lead by example for Liverpool plenty of times, but he's had these two guys that were there before him as not a fallback, but you know they have as much responsibility as I have. And now I think it looks like he's just gone. Do you know what? I have all the resp- I have to take all the responsibility now, and I don't mean that in a way where he has to shoot every time and. You know, do everything. He just seems to be taking the responsibility of orchestrating this attack. Like Laszlo says, there the pass to Gakpo for the second was um, instructive. He knew exactly how difficult it was going to be to finish, and still trusted him to do it. Uh, and if he, yeah, yeah, I remember we spoke about it last night. Man. <clears throat> like it, it seems that like the 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 games where we've looked much better is when you could see that there was clear pattern in the play and stuff that we had worked on. For example. The two goals against Newcastle, that they were completely off the training ground. You can see that's probably stuff that had been drilled all week. Then the Nunes goal and Gagbo's goal. And you kind of seen that on Sunday in, in the best example, where that ball in behind the Gagbo, he knew every time. But you can see he even plays that pass then to Bobby for Bobby's goal. Mm. Where I, I can't remember too many times where Mo played Bobby in behind. When, no. So... There's obviously an evolution here, and I think it's a great point you made. Dynamics of a dressing room are something that's, I think, greatly overlooked by by outsiders and, and just the everyday average football fan. We don't realise how important certain players might be around. Now, what you could gather from... There'd be debates had whether he was a better player. I know people go... Some people preferred Mane and some people compared Salah. I think one thing you would say is that it seemed to me that Mane was probably a bigger presence around the dressing room than 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 Mo. Um, he seemed to be a lot closer to a lot of the lads than Mo. But it's a good point you said now. Nearly all of them boys there who are left with Bobby going in the summer will be looking up to him now as the, yeah. the, the or even more so. They'll always look up that, to him. Yeah, he's a he is that, player, he but... is that he's that senior figure now. At the, in the attack, yeah. On, on the top end of the pitch. And like you can kind of see the boys a little bit in awe of them. Um, I I love the reception that he got from the players and the staff after the game, in terms of Trent doing the celebration. But 
Klopp going to him and all the staff going to him. It, you could tell, like, Mo reminds me a little bit of Ronaldo in a sense where the drive to be better every single week is there. That hunger will never leave him. I don't think until the day he retires. Even talking about Ronaldo now going on the only stone, Mo does seem like that in a way where he's selfishly competitive. You know, where he came out and said, I can't lie to you, I've been thinking about this record for weeks. Mm. You know, it, it's been something that's been on my mind. And, like, it's it's incredible. He's a top goal scorer in the Champions League. He's a top goal scorer in the Premier League. Like, you can argue this fella is the greatest Liverpool player of the modern era, like, since since the late 80s. You, he's right up there. You know, up there with Gerrard. Up there, he's he's definitely in the conversation. That's, that's how good he's been. And I don't think... There's any worry of him slowing down. I know people were getting worried about him earlier on in the season, but it was just out of form. Look mm. at the fucking shape of him. You know what I mean? He, he he's gonna continue on at a very high level. He takes the top off. Yeah. Like, what, what, like, you know what yeah. I mean? He's chiseled, oh, you, the, like, you know what I mean? It's just it, it's gonna be interesting now. This I think the Ola Mao gets. I think the closer to the goal, you'll we'll see him get it yeah. in terms of being more central because yeah. you, you. I think put, you're seeing. I think you're seeing at the weekend that you know. Is Mo Salah as fast as he was in 2017? I don't know. Someone's probably recording the speed of him. But there's no doubt, you know, you wouldn't be looking at He's not at the stage where you look at him this season going, you might have to move him centrally next season. It's nowhere near that stage yet. And the thing is, like, what, what encourages me as much as anything else is his head up looking for passes now. It's that creator. Oh, look, loads of players get assists, right? He can get assists off anything, right? But it's the creative side of it now. It's not just he smashed the ball across goal and someone tapped it in. He's he's playing really good balls into people. Now, the one he plays, Laszlo said earlier, the one he plays for Gakpo was brilliant, but it's still a ridiculous finish. Um, and, yeah, I think by the time he's finished, you know, he has to be argued to be in the, possibly the top five players of Liverpool all time. Because when, yeah, when yeah. you look at it, you know, you see you see defenders and they'll talk about Hansen and they'll talk about Van Dijk. You'll see midfielders and they'll talk about Molby and they'll talk about um, Barnes, Gerrard, whatever it may. Up front, you'll talk Dalglish, Rush, whoever. But when you look at his goal record and the amount of records he's broken, you have to put him up there. And yeah. I think, I think like, we can have this argument every season when he hits 20 goals every season and, and come back to it. But it's probably when he finishes up, you know, like, We'll definitely do something on Bobby Firmino. Um, I'm going to do a little bit on him now, but we'll definitely do something at the end of the season where you can take stock of the whole thing and, and talk about him. But just moving on to Firmino, um, the reception he got at Anfield was unbelievable on Sunday when he came on. Um, you know, when you're, when you're in the cup at Anfield, you, can, you know there's loads of noise coming out of the cup and you're kind of trying to spot areas in the ground to see, are these getting involved here? You know, a lot of people in the ground will, will sit, clap and sing. But honestly, Firmino comes on, the song starts, and the 90% of the ground are up, and they're swinging scarves, and, and it was just like a mad rush of emotion when he came on. And when it's 6-0, I'm saying to myself, if Firmino gets one here, like, it's got to be <laughs> ridiculous, you know? And there was a lad beside me, literally turned to me and went, oh, I think he's going to get one, isn't he? And I went, well, listen, if there was ever a chance to do it today, because we just keep scoring... And then when he scores, you can see the you can see the emotion in him. He's usually very happy and go lucky when he scores, but there's real kind of fierce emotion in him, and it was brilliant to see, wasn't it? 
look, another one's coming out the door, and this one is going to hurt me more than than the rest. But I'm delighted that Bobby is getting a farewell tour when Sadio didn't really. There was a lot yeah. of Willie Wounty, and he deserved one, fully deserved one. Don't get me wrong. And Jeannie Wijnaldum went, and it was COVID, and it was like there was only I think there was only fifteen thousand people at the game or something. Like that. So they didn't really get the send off that he wanted, but Kobe, for me, I was going to be like this Kobe, the Kobe Bryant tour when mm. he was retiring, and it, it's going to be fanfare. And he's proved that like his return has actually been decent this year when he's played and he's been fit. So we, it's not like he's being brought on like fucking they brought Paul Gascoigne onto a charity match, bleeding to, to run around in the box for ten minutes, and like Bobby is going to contribute. I think in the back end of the season he's gonna play a part. Um he's still a fucking billion footballer. But like even that believe Morgan Anthony uh Martin Toyler said it that was the one they wanted. Hmm. And honestly, I think if you had been asking ninety five percent of the people at Anfield on Sunday that who gets the last goal, like if it's a winner on Sunday. I'd imagine it's gone from you know. A, la- a large majority would have said by Bobby, mm. me included. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's the end of an era. Um, but it was sort of a passing of the torch moment, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You, yeah. You really, you really see these boys grown into the roles. It's early doors, but they're really starting to settle now, and you can see that there's there's a genuine connection, definitely between Gakpo and Nunes, um, and I think that's going to be drilled massively now between now and the at the start of the next season because Klopp loves that. Klopp loves his partnerships. He, he was the same at Dortmund when he had Royce Lewandowski and Gauta. He always finds ways to, ways to make it work. And he built as good a front three as we've ever seen in the Premier League with Mane, Sally, Salah and Bobby. And people kind of had reservations around Gakbo and Nunes thinking that maybe that similar type of players and uh but you can see now that there's chaos and there's calm but between the two boys and I think they're both as capable of each other as cause and like Gakpa was like even Gak I think Gakpa's first game is might be away to Wolves in the FA Cup. Was it Brighton? That's his first league game. I'm not. I think. I think his. Four, I'm not sure. Anyway, well, yeah, there he, might be wolves. Actually, I right. Yeah, I think he, was, he really. He was, yeah, he, he had moments and he really impressed me. I like players who can take the ball with the back to goal and turn on it and get at defenders. And he does that really well. And he has those really long strides. And Darwin Nunes, like, I wouldn't play it down saying he's a cult hero. He's just. He's a fucking animal. I think if you if you block the noise out from social media. You look at his return. You're thinking this fella's going to explode next year, which I think he will. I I, th- I think I think like he Darwin Nunes can has the talent to literally be whatever he wants. Probably just needs to keep his head on a little bit. But um, yeah, I think those two boys home to Wolves in the cup. Film over yeah. says, Joey. Yeah, them two boys mixed with a little bit of uh, Diaz to come back. Jota off the bench. And uh, 
a veteran Mo Salah who still has plenty in the tank. I think all the worry about midfield and what might be happening at defence, I don't think you can have any quarrels about uh, our attack being covered for the next few no. years. I was going to ask you, and I'll ask you in a sec, because a lot of people have a lot of people over the weekend said this to me, so I'm going to I'm going to shout at you. But but Bobby Firmino, the way he's the way he's carried himself at Liverpool has been brilliant. He's never been an ounce of trouble. Well, bar one time, um, but that was he's never been an ounce of trouble directly to to uh, Jurgen Klopp. There's talk that he might stay. Then there's very quiet. And then there's no messing about. You know, he's got the the story is he goes to his representative and says, No, you don't speak to nobody until I speak to Jurgen Klopp. He goes to Jurgen Klopp, he explains the situation. Jurgen Klopp, you know, probably shakes his hand and says, Absolutely fine. But it's not it's not gonna be one where he just dwindles away for the next three months. You know, he's gonna play a massive part and, and I'd argue that you know, it's what he could do for some of these players in the next three months or what he's done already the previous five or six or whatever um, since he'd been at the club the likes of Gakpo it's going to be massive because you can see you can already see in Gakpo he has to be learning off all the coaches but but what Firmino does he has to be watching videos of Firmino because he's picking up these positions all the time where you go Firmino does that Firmino does that gets her out of his feet and he gets the ball quick to the wingers Firmino always done that but the added element of Gakpo is the running power, where he's able he's to pull out, he's able to pull out wide, and you're able to say to him, "You can, you know, you'd often see Firmino drop out wide, and you'd see Mane come in, but you're never going to put Firmino in behind somebody." Whereas Gakpo has that running power and that winger's instinct, I suppose, where he's just a perfect blend, you know, for what you do. And for me, Firmino's just been brilliant at Liverpool, and yeah, a lot of people think it's the right time. I would have probably given him another season, you know. But with the, if the lads are going to bed in this well and Firmino wants to go, you have to respect his wishes. But you talk Salah, you talk Jota, Diaz, um, Gakpo, Nunes. A lot of people are looking at him saying... And I genuinely believe, I, I believe Ben Doak is going to be... You love that. Ben Doak. Yeah, so, yeah, so so would so, you I'm really big on him. I genuinely would, am. Would you agree with a lot of people that said to me over the weekend if Firmino is gone, we need one more? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ben Doak aside, of course, or Cavalio, yeah. or no, the other fella. No, like it, like need a more, like in terms of, like if we're gonna be signing a forward at the detriment of that extra defender that we'll need, and maybe the extra centre back that we need, or centre mid that we need, then I wouldn't do it. But just I seen talk today that Newcastle are looking at Jota, and to be honest with you, I I I love I love Jota. I do, I love Jota, but I was kind of thinking to myself, I've had a bit of an epiphany today, thinking, Jota, he's brilliant, but his availability yeah. can be questioned. And if 
if the price is right, I I would certainly certainly be thinking about it. I disagree. You, I don't. I, it's just Gav. The only thing is, is about like I like. I really. I love Jota as a player, but I think like if we can. And now, like, and I'm talking with the prices, right? If Newcastle are going to give you 65, 70 million for this fella, then I'm taking it. That. Yeah, being, I suppose I big money like that. Like Emma says, there is whisperings of Jota might be moving on. Um, but. You see, when I look at our front line, I, 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 see, I see Salah, right? That's fine. And that's where I'd probably look to bring somebody in. Not somebody that's absolutely nailed on to play. Somebody that's, maybe it is Doak. Maybe he is just good enough at that age. I don't know. But when I look at Diaz as an out-and-out winger, right? Nunes can definitely play left and central. Um, people will still question what, what his finishing is like. But I think it'll get better. And Gakpo can play left and central as well, even in that 10 if he wanted. And he's starting to already look like a bit of a, a Firmino regen. The thing with Jota is he's so hard working, right? He can play left, he can definitely play right, but I think he's the best finisher out of them all. And that's where I think... Yeah, wouldn't argue with that. I, I think that's where he's a killer. No, I 100% you know, like... And I think, I think no, don't get me wrong, 65, 70 million for Jota, he's been out injured a couple of times and maybe if we're six months down the road from here, and we're looking into a January window and he, he's missed a load of games, you go, do you know what, now maybe the time. But he's the killer in the squad for me. You know, I think if if I was to ask of a chance to fall to any of them, I still think I'd pick Jota over a lot of them. And that's where I think he fits in the squad. You know what I mean? But if Jota stays, are you bringing someone in? Are you? Would you go with Ben Doak? Because I've no problem with it. Either way. Um, I have Bertie ready yeah. to come on as well. Yeah, I I've not like I I got lashed on a pod for saying that we should be given uh Pajetic and Ben Doak minutes before uh fucking Stevie B as they call him got a got a run in the team. So like if these lads are good enough then they're old enough. Um I just me me worry with with Jota is yeah, he is our best finisher, Gav, but like I don't want it to fall into the the category of Keita is probably our best progressive presser of the ball, but you need to think about his availability. And Jota's had a couple of injuries now, albeit they're all they've all I'm nearly sure they've all been impact injuries that he suffered um, at Liverpool. But if the price is right, Gav, and not to open a can of worms. If what John Henry said that we're gonna have to be clever, we are open that with, kind of worms. <laughs> with, with, uh, no, but like if if he said if if what he said if if you take what he said literal, then if you're gonna if you're being cle- clever and you're being creative, I'm looking at I'm looking at getting them out. But I'm I'm saying getting them out in the te- in the sense that you're getting sixty five million, seventy million pound for it. Mm. that's the only way mm. you know like, and, that's, and to be that's, honest with you <coughs> it'll be a change in tact from Liverpool to turn around and decide but I'm I think that's we... for 45 and we're going to sell him for 65 all right yeah, but... you make a profit but it's not like we've it's not like we haven't stood stood alongside players or stood by players that 
had injury records. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But have you, you're erring on the side of sentiment there, which has bitten us. No, I'm not. I'm saying the club have a track record for standing by players that yeah. have poor injury records. Yeah. So it's a bit, yeah. of, I, I, a bit of a surprise exactly. out of them all. Jota yeah. will probably yeah. be the surprise. Yeah. I don't, people are saying his car, he, he, I think the calf came off the bone against City, didn't he? Yeah, he got a bad one against City. That's a bad, like that, that's not a normal muscle injury. That's, mm. that's like your Achilles gone. Mm. It can, it can be quite bad. Um, but look, it's going to be interesting. The, 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 the wheels are starting to churn in terms of players that might be on the way out. Um, but you'll have to just see. But yeah. I'm going to let uh, Bertie jump well, in there. He was I think we should, jump, we should jump on. I don't know what Bertie's question or comment is, but we definitely should jump on to Bertie on more pressing issues. Like, have you seen that the Eurovision sold out, Bertie, in 36 minutes? Yeah. Did you get one? No. No. <laughs> did you, did I can't you, hear the thing. Did you try to get I one? I can't hear myself. doesn't matter. We can hear you. Just walking. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Right. Anyway. No, I didn't get a Eurovision ticket. What the fucking hell? But tried. As soon as it was announced, not a fucking chance. And would you have went? Oh, yeah. Liverpool. (laughs) Session. That's true. It's not, yeah. Is it only because it's Liverpool? Like, if it had been on in Hamburg, would you have went? Yeah. Session. So it doesn't matter. Okay. So you're just using you're just using, you're just using the Eurovision as a reason to go out. Was it was it yeah. Gerard's comment that if Liverpool play the game on the moon, the fans will find a way there? Yeah. Yeah, well there's yeah, one, one, one for Albert. If the, the yeah. Eurovision was oh, yeah. on the moon, Albert would be bleeding, giving Buzz Aldrin a bell to see if the story was if any Knicks was on. I went I went to fucking Paris last year, didn't even go to the I didn't even go to the bleeding uh, the fan park. Yeah. I just sat on a, a, a jolly out with me mate, just yeah. to fucking just to sample up the whole atmosphere. Yeah. Now, it's a good job I didn't go to the fan park. It would have been pepper sprayed now, mate. But uh, <laughs> oh, grand. Yeah. <laughs> like I go fucking anywhere. It's great. I love love to travel. Yeah. Come here. Um... But I just I just I just wanted to ring in just to say that I've watched seven brides for seven brothers, right. seven Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. I drank loads of cans of 7-Up yeah. and when I get a chance I'm going to find a 7-Eleven somewhere so you know yourself 7's yeah. been very important to me this week yeah. it's fucking beautiful yeah. it's a fucking Incredible. beautiful week the yeah, put them put that that them in that place it's beautiful it was where did it you was watch it? Like, was it everybody's doing the salt bay thing you know <laughs> that's what it was it was just a fair play to you, oh, Gav. You were man, at it. Is that, man, is that your man that makes the steaks and throws a load of salt? Yeah, he's a gobshite, but he did that. That's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Blame deadly. Loved him. I just, he on the pitch do you know the how great it was? What? Wasn't he on the pitch at the World Cup final? Yeah, he's a I fucking mean, idiot, he is. He's part of Salt Paul of a Di Marie in the goal line. <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah, he thought he was a blading fresh cotton chips or something. But, uh, fucking, think of blading. What was I going to say? Yeah, I'll tell you how good Sunday was, right? Oi. My mate died a few years ago, oh, right? Jesus, now, he's all right now. Story. I'm just saying. My mate he's died, died a few, a few years, years ago. ago. but he's all right now. 
Yeah, he was dead for about 20 minutes, but oh, one of them, his mark calls him a miracle and all that, shit. Bleeding Lazarus. Oh, yeah, he's un- his mark calls him the miracle. Oh, God, I'm afraid where this is going. Gaseous. He might, Mick. But, um, what's it called? It was round at his house, and he's not allowed. He's not allowed to get all fucking, you know. Yeah. Don't be going mad, Mick, you know. He goes, oh, yeah. you know. He's not old, but, you know, he goes on like an elderly. But, um, what's it called? When the sixth goal went in, yeah. He's fucking hopping around the sitting room. This <laughs> is goes in. Will you relax? Fuck off. I don't give a bollocks. You know what? Do the heart attack, you mad bastard. That's how. That's how great it was. You know. Oh, God. He was willing to die just to be that happy. You know. He died a few years ago, but he's all right now. <laughs> yeah. I still can't get over that. Um. But anyway. It's true. So we survived it anyway. Yeah, I was touching go with him, like, but he only he was what was he? He had a heart attack and walk. And it was he's a painting decorator, so he's probably shocked that that's what he had to do a bit of walk, you know, he's a lazy yeah. bollocks. <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a heart attack and then he went to fucking what do you call it? He was in a coma Lord. for three weeks and he woke up in a coma, he was blind, didn't know what the fucking story was and then he, still he had to put pictures <laughs> he had to put pictures around his bed to remind himself. And he had pictures of his house and the pub, the two most important things in his life. <laughs> I swear still, to God. Is he still blind? Nice. No, no, he's grand now. He's just a bit fucking mad, you know. Okay. He's getting married again, the dope. But, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's the great thing about Sunday. I hadn't seen him in ages. I hadn't sat with him. And I, just, I went around to his house and he was hopping around the sitting room. Fucking great. And did you have him? for him. Did you have any? Do you have many United fans you come across now in, in your normal day? Too many. Loads. And was it too great many. this week? Fucking beautiful. Yeah. There's a fella at my job actually, and uh, he he showed me. Goes, ah, oh, I got me card. He showed me on Tuesday. He got me card. Look, my grandkids got me a card and blah blah blah. And I said seventy on it. And I said, oh, you must have known what the score was going to be, you bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a 7 nil. it did. The mic. But anyway, anyway, I'm just happy. That's all. Uh, listen, it's, it's, it's taken many turns, this uh, this show. I'm being honest with you. It's gone from, what's it gone from? It's gone from selling Jota to um, the Eurovision, um, going to Paris, not bothered by the game. Um, your mate dying, no. he's all right yeah. now. His um, name is not actually Bernie, it's Bernie. Bernie Stokes, Alex. Bernie Stokes, so, uh, yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Man, yeah, man was there. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know who Bernie Stokes is, it's some charlatan who sells out pubs. And like, uh, did you ever see Clinton Baptiste and Max and Paddy where you going around telling everyone, oh, it's like a John in the room, is that? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Is, your, is your mother sick? No. Yeah. Is your grandmother sick? I think he got something no. to tell her. I think he got something to tell her. Is your grandmother yeah. dead? Yeah, yeah, she's in the room. <laughs> Do you know? Red, 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 red Toy Royce says, oh, I've had a heart attack. Don't, didn't stop me running around like Taz on Sunday when we battered them. Um, I don't know where to go from that. Is there anything else? We can stay with you. We, we can just go through what you want to talk about because me and Johnny just wanted to talk about the match and we've done that. Yeah, now... Oh, uh, fair. What? I'll get on to it because um, kind of the, Saturday, Sunday was a mad one because we've battered them loads of times since club come in really but that one that one is different because um, they were bang up for you you could see the attitude of Neville and Kane 
towards us and some of our fans there was an air of arrogance and I I didn't watch any of the build up to the game. Not our nervousness, but just I've I've kinda stopped and I only yeah, only after the game did I see Ten Hag's press conference on Friday. And I was going, Is this fella fucking for real? Like Oh, he was going on about the ball and airing the ball and the ball is round. He's airing the ball and the spar officials and the game and the ground doesn't. Now, I don't know. He he managed Ajax at Liverpool and we battled them there. Hmm. But there was no fans on the ground, which may have fucking played into it. But Did we not battle them away in Ajax anyway? Yeah, we did. But to turn around and say that it's just Anfield was fucking so naive. And where hindsight him saying that, I was thinking, now wonder you got fucking bet off the pitch because it's obviously he didn't have a word with him about it. You hear ex-players talking about how Ferguson would react to being beaten at Anfield when he wouldn't talk to players for two and three days. They, their fans are wounded by this. And you well, only have to look at the, the mental gymnastics that they've been oh, doing. It's in. only one game. They will... They, they're living with this a long time. Like I, I, I was de- dealing in a WhatsApp with a fan today, and obviously it's coming out now. It's becoming more prevalent the news about Bellingham, right? Now, what you're getting is now already is the I seen Galbridge got on his back, but Bellingham does, and I may be looking into this, but he does seem to be storing the pot with the like in a Trent's picture and all. And I seen yesterday he threw up a picture. Wishing his dad fucking happy birthday, and he had a number seven and all. And did you see that on the yeah. t-shirt? <laughs> and everyone was saying Bellingham was taking the piss. Now, it, it it could be, it could be coincidence, right? But one of them goes today in a in a WhatsApp group. He's in the Delhi Alley waiting to happen. I was like, yeah. you hope, you hope. That's what you're hoping. No, he's in the Delhi Alley waiting to happen. That's all he is. I was going, seriously? I said, you are buying for bleeding the Qataris to come in and buy him next week, but last week, but now he's going to be another Delhi Alley. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. I think it's a mistake if he goes to Liverpool. I was like, why? Well, if you're Where's in one fan and you're saying it's another, another Delhi Alley, I think it's a mistake if he goes to Liverpool. Why would a United fan think it's a mistake? He should think it's a great thing if he goes to Liverpool. Exactly. he's another Delhi Alley. So, but, you can see right, already... Yeah, but... They, but but you're right, Shani. Look, the mental gymnastics is crazy, right? And the biggest one of a lot, and I keep going on about it, is Gary Neville. Because Gary Neville is seen before the game sniggering at Graham Sooners when he says, I think Liverpool will win the game. He's then there's another clip of him saying to Graham Sooners, No, this group is strong. This group is strong, right? He bigs them up, bigs them up, bigs them up. Now, they lose 7 0, right? And his first reaction is to say, Liverpool didn't really play well there. United you know, just collapsed. Well, Gary. Less than three hours ago, you were telling anyone that would listen, right? Well, standing inside Anfield, that this team are strong, this team are this, team are this and this team are that. So why aren't they now? And the problem is, is that that's just a coping mechanism. That's all that is. Yeah. Because right? I can guarantee you now, if you know you beat Liverpool 7-0 at Old Trafford, right? Graham Sinesh would sit in that studio and say, listen, you know you played really well, but Liverpool allowed them to. Liverpool... Didn't fight, didn't chase, yeah, didn't this. And exactly. Yeah. It's not like Liverpool were going around the pitch, playing a pedestrian pace and scoring goals against United. United just couldn't chase them. 
they just couldn't chase them. They couldn't. They couldn't get near them. They couldn't. They couldn't do anything. As much as they tried, bar Bruno Fernandez, who was a disgrace. And now you've, you've the, that idiot coming out saying, <coughs> excuse me, saying, oh, it's their cup final parades down by the docks and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you know what I mean you got beaten 7-0 and your main thing is to come out with this is parades down by the docks um, super chat from yeah. AGD says did anyone watch Soya TV how um, how arrogant I oh, don't comment on Soya TV or anybody else not bother by him um, <clears throat> but the thing is like why can't he just own it why can't he just own it you know and you have people going and saying you know, oh, oh, you know, showed our Freddies again, and this is all the Glazers again. Just own the fact that your team went out, played quite well for twenty minutes, played really well. I thought for the f- next fifteen, conceded a goal, came out in the second half, and still swaggered onto the pitch. By the way, in the second half, let it be known, and then went and conceded two, then three, and then just not not even that they fell apart. They just didn't work for each other. There was fellas running around loads, but they had no interest in working for each other. And their manager stood on the sideline and brought players on. And even the players that came on were a disgrace. Right? Now, I get the, I get the people saying, well, United playing badly is part of it. Absolutely. But you can't turn, away with more but you can't turn around. You cannot turn around and say Liverpool did not play well at the weekend. Right? Yes, United collapsed. But they collapsed because when it was put up to them and when, when they were played in a certain way, they couldn't handle it. Simple as that, and they might go out and win next week. Liverpool might go out and lose a Bournemouth, but you have to own the result. You can't turn around and say, "Oh, we lost that game because Liverpool weren't very good." What the fuck are you talking about? If Liverpool weren't very good, how are you seven? They've been doing that for years, though. They've been doing that for years. Years they're doing it. It's always the same. Yeah, Arsenal fans. I know Arsenal fans are telling me the same thing. They turn around and goes, "Why is it whenever they lose, it's never the other team?" Played well. They they didn't play well. Like it's it's ridiculous. They have this thing that they like. What was that? United fan said to me a few years ago. As soon as we get a good manager, we get the right manager and the right players, we'll be back. Sure, that's every team. That's every like, the, the, the mentality. Sometimes is just frightening with them. Not all of them now, but a lot of them. Like it's just as you said, just own it. You got hammered. You did your best. Fair play, but didn't work. Good luck. Yeah, I just, I just can't, I just can't get over it. And Roy Keane, sniggering, really kind of let the mask go because Roy Keane is sniggering before that game as if Sunez is talking out of his arse. And then at the end of the game, Roy Keane's dying to get stuck into United. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he took his medicine. Roy Keane he did took take his, his did take his medicine, but Roy Keane was then saying, "Oh, United have been, you know, this is shown this about United, this is shown that about." United. But well, if you, this is being shown about United, why were you? so confident that Liverpool wouldn't show this about United. You know what I mean? And it goes back to the thing I keep saying. They're not they're not pundits anymore. They're characters. They're just characters in a, in a in a fucking massive big sitcom that comes out at the weekend. That's what it is to me. And you're saying you didn't watch this. I don't watch any of them. I can't stand it. The only time I see any of them is when someone retweets it or someone sticks up on social media and I have to actually... I, I'd end up watching it and going, what? Because a lot of people be saying, did you see this? Did you see that? So I might watch yeah. it back. But I wouldn't never... May intentionally go and watch any of them. I, I I actually think that like Ten Hag is getting away with more for the weekend because if you look take take the seven nil over right, the starting eleven was wrong, his initial approach was wrong, and his substitutions were fucking awful. They were absolutely awful. And then the next day, 
the PR is in full swing with club sources says Ten Hag was in before. It's clearly him pushing out this fucking narrative that on this, that, and the other. We'll see how authoritarian he is now fucking in the next few days when tomorrow where he'll be drops and he'll be put in. Well, like if because you go off if you go off that game, right? Bruno Fernandez shouldn't start with United the weekend after that. Luke Shaw is very close behind them for me, right? Um and the rest of them, like, it's not like they were weren't trying. You know what I mean? Luke Shaw got very petulant for me. I don't think I think I don't think Varane will play. I don't think he was fit on Sunday. That was just me on the ground watching. I didn't think Varane was fit. Um but when you look at Luke Shaw, who's been there for many years, Bruno Fernandez is meant to be a captain, right? They shouldn't play at the weekend for Manchester United. Simple as that. But he probably will play them. You know what I mean? I hate to I hate to tell them, but do you have a match against Betis and Torsi? And nobody's mentioned that. Like mm. they're, they're going on about that as if it's like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll worry about Southampton. Betis are not a bad side. They're no. good. They play good football. They have a they're good manager. You know what they're doing. But they haven't. They're not even talking about that. They, I think, it, I might be wrong here. I think they have it in their head that threw that round, that threw that toy. Mm. And like they're talking about Southampton, like they, they shouldn't be doing that. But that's the mentality of like with this and the media as well. Like I genuinely didn't know they were playing Betis till today. I checked the, the papers. I, I, was, I was online. The next thing, oh, there's Pellegrini uh, getting interviewed, and I said, oh Jesus, they're playing them tomorrow. But everything was about Southampton. Like the, the media and everything, like they, they don't help themselves, and it's let it look, it's great. I think it's great, but you know, it's just it's to our detriment as well because the whole everything this week, even now, we're talking about them. We should be talking about us, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but we have, we're talking about them, but the reason we're talking about them yeah. is because the way we're being spoken about. Do you know? What oh I mean? yeah, that, I agree with you. I agree. Like I, I, I yeah. didn't see that performance from United on Saturday, Sunday saying United were absolutely dreadful. And Liverpool were bang average and scored seven goals. Well, I came out of that ground delighted, don't get me wrong, but I looked at it and went, oh, United, United, United put it up for 25 minutes, right? Got a goal behind, went a goal behind. They're meant to be brilliant at reacting to this, by the way, right? Gary Neville mm. says it after the second goal is scored, how United are meant to be good at the second half, but this is a mess. And then literally couldn't live with Liverpool because Liverpool decided to up it, hit them on the break, hit them with passing, Sustain possession, wherever it might, wherever Liverpool threw them, they couldn't answer. And that's not Liverpool being bang average. That's Liverpool being brilliant at what they're doing. And you know, you just not yeah. having the fight to go and follow them. It's it's as simple as that. And for yeah. anyone to be paid that amount of money to sit on national worldwide TV and say Liverpool weren't really that good, come here. Why are people paying a hundred quid a month for this fella to come in and tell you that? Because it's absolutely yeah. way off the charts as to what happened. It's absolutely mad. Liverpool or Liverpool. That's the, the the whole team's Liverpool or Liverpool. Yeah. It's Liverpool under Klopp. That's what Liverpool is. What was on Sunday, and he won't admit it. It's all about oh they didn't do well. That was Liverpool. We were back. Like, we're not saying we're back, but that's the way. That's the way we've been for the last like five nil and four nil last season. Now seven nil this season. It's not a fluke. It's the way no. we are. It's, it's Klopp's way of playing. Hmm. Look. Bertie, I have to let you go because of one more caller. No, no problem. No problem. I thought he was going to say no. <laughs> fuck off. I'm uh, We need to get. We need to get. We, you need to get Al in on the, on another show. Yeah, well, um, Veranda Chase is there. Would you not let Bertie on some other nights? Yeah, whenever you want. I don't care. When would you like to come on? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, anytime, we'll Listen, give it a go. Whenever you're, whenever you're, well, the whenever night's you're... about 11. I love me Guinness, so I love yeah. me Guinness right. the next time. And the next time you're not visiting your friend Mick, I'm sure you might be free and you'll be able Oh, to... no, no. If I meet, if I meet Mick, all I get is that. Uh, all he does is give out, out his fucking dog. That fucking thing is <laughs> fucking doing me. He's fucking... Okay. Yeah, I, I, he's playing Garcia, so look. But he's just... One more, question, one more question before you go. Do you yes. Do Mick on your phone or on a Ouija board? I... <laughs> 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 Given, if you ever uh, met him, he's the moaniest bollocks, moaniest, funniest fucker you ever meet. You well, know? listen, well, give anyway. our regards to Mick. Um, I will. Give Shawnee a bell and let us know what day you're yeah, we'll next week. We'll start start Go on, Bertie, no talk to because I have to let Josh in here. Josh has been waiting forever. Yeah. Uh, let me see now. There we go. Let me see if I can get Josh in here. He's been waiting for so long. Fair play to him. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Josh. It's... um. It's, oh, it's fucking Johnny go, go, Depp. Go, Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, What's up, Johnny guys? Depp, Johnny Depp. Johnny is like Johnny Depp looks like he'd be his evil twin. Like he's the good one. <laughs> like Johnny Depp is evil Bart, and he's Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> so John, John Depp. Depp. Um, John Depp. Josh, we're only messing. How are you? I'm good. I don't know if I can follow Birdie's story. That was probably Nobody the funniest really thing I've ever Bertie, heard. To be fair. Yeah, I think he said that about me last time I called in, but it's definitely switched. Yeah, he said he didn't like following you the last time because he didn't feel he had the same looks as you. Um, <laughs> and now you can't follow him because he's basically telling you his friend died for 20 minutes and all he does is moan about his dog. So I don't know how you follow that, to be quite honest. Um, but go on, what have we got to say? We've 10 minutes left. Shoo. Yeah, um, I just wanted to call in. I mean, that game was incredible. I was you know i was a little nervous going into it just because of our form i know we've ha we had the like clean sheets beforehand so i did feel like you know we were going to put up a fight and obviously you guys were mentioning before we have the mentality even though you know this season hasn't really gone the way that we've wanted it to but i just thought yesterday was like it was just a clear divide between the two clubs like here in the states like Manchester United, you'll see it all over people who don't even watch the sport. It's just like they're big corporate, you know, oh, Manchester United's like the one everybody recognizes. But it just makes me so proud to be a Liverpool supporter because you really saw a group of guys that took, you know, they weren't looking in the past. They were looking at the game in front of them and they were like, we can get at these guys. And they just put the pedal to the metal and did their thing and it was just like poetry man they were they were having fun and then on the other side of the pitch you have all these guys who like just because they won some little some little title this season you know they're like yeah i'm glad we won it last year but do i care about it not really like they think they're on top of the world you know oh we're gonna win the league this year and the minute something starts going wrong they just fall to pieces and they're like pouting not chasing like some of the showings from their players i was 
I was just like, if I if this was my team, if Man United was my team that I was supporting, I would be furious and like embarrassed beyond the scoreline. Just just the mentality of the players. It's like I don't even. I mean, I hate Bruno Fernandez. I don't know how you choose him as your captain, but that was just disgraceful. I, it was just crazy. But that was a. I would give anything to have been there on at the grounds. Like that was. I was on my feet screaming at the TV, like by the end of it, it was incredible. So I just wanted to come in and, you know, say basically like, I know the season has been rough, but a friend of mine who's also a Liverpool supporter, like in past seasons when, you know, like COVID season, we like lost a bunch of the last games and all this, he would always tell me, look, like we have the mentality, like we'll come back. If we go down in a game, we'll come back. We have that, that fight in us. And I know it's been hard to see the season, like with injuries and with the squad changing up a lot, but just for everybody watching, like we're still that club, like we still have that heart and our players are always fighting for the badge and for, and like Anfield was incredible. The atmosphere, like it's, it's not like it's gone, like it's gone away. Like Shawnee was saying, like this, this is just Liverpool. Like you come here. Oh, it's just a ball like there's grass here there's air here like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard like you got to come and respect the stadium and i just thought their showing was just pathetic honestly like i don't know how you play zone and like keep playing zonal marking like when it's clear when you're clearly getting destroyed yeah it was but mental his approach was mad. Still playing one on one football at five nil. Like was it, well, it's, yeah. You see, his approach was his approach was like I I keep saying it. United are a team to play off scraps a little bit. So they'll if you if you misplay something in midfield, they'll try Grant. They'll try get Rashford or whoever. True. Yeah. But and that's absolutely fine. But Rashford does his best walk off the left, and if. Eric Ten Hag is going to go off on these. Oh, well, it's only this and only that. And he's going to look at form. He absolutely puts Rashford up against Trent. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because now they know each other inside out. That's absolutely fine. But the way United were approaching that game, Trent was fairly... He was fairly reserved, I thought, in the first half. Second half, he wasn't. But you can't drop Wout Weghorst into a 10 and ask him to play against Fabinho. And then you have Anthony on one side that doesn't want to help the lot, right? And then you have Fernandez out on, on the right, sorry, you have Fernandez out on the left, you know, who wants to be involved in the game. He wants to get into the middle of the park. And then Rashford up front. And the problem the problem was, I think it's the same, so I heard someone saying it's the same personnel from the League Cup, but they all played in different positions, Bar Anthony. And why? This always screams to me of someone that's overthinking something. And they're trying to make a point. And I always like when another team tries to make a point against us because it means they're worried. They're worried over yeah. something. They're trying to step out of your shadow nearly. And Guardiola's done it plenty of times against us and others. But at the weekend, I looked and went, he switches Casemiro and Fred. He, he switches the side of the pitches they play on. And everything seemed to be, I'm going to be really clever here. I'm going to do this. And it's going to work. And it simply didn't because... Liverpool didn't entertain the fact that their centre halves would go anywhere near Vakehurst. They none of it, none of their business. Because if, if they were attracted into him, that's where it leaves Rashford one on one. And he's really, really good, Rashford. 
And Liverpool just didn't do it. They just went, Fabinho, you just stay on him. And you mark him. He's your man. Elliot and Henderson, it's up to you to look after Casemiro and Fred. Everything else will fall into place. And United were trying to be way too clever. Ten Hag was trying to make a point, in my opinion. He played them all in the wrong positions. And what happened? I don't even think they believed in it. Because as soon as he went 2-0 down, it just started to crumble. Oh, that, mm-hmm. that kind of really kind of slim confidence they may have had in what they were doing, or slim belief, I think completely went down with them. And Liverpool just seen it, exploited it, and absolutely destroyed them. And it's just one of the best results I've ever seen. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's mind-blowing. Like coming, I was coming out of the ground on Sunday, and I've come out of Anfield after some great wins. And you walk out, and everyone, you can feel a buzz in the place. And you can feel a buzz, and people are chatting and all, but there was genuinely people just walking out, singing to their heart's content. All the way out of the ground. You know, and it was just one of those where I think people were a little bit in shock. You know, honestly, still in kind of shock after it. Even though Liverpool were really good, you've seen all the goals happening. But honestly, Liverpool fans were coming out there just over the moon. And I, I, just, think it's, I just think it's a huge thing because, Sean, like, if you look back, going back six, eight weeks or whatever it might be, and you, you thought Klopp looked really down. And you always thought he's the man to sort it out. Like, you can't just... You can't just um, write off that sort of result, can't you not? Because it's just huge and what he done. Oh, Shawnee's long. Shawnee's gone. Did you hear that, Shawnee? I did. No, you're caught now. All right. I said um, six to eight weeks ago, Klopp, you know, looked really down. Um, we always yeah. thought he'd be the man to do it. But now you look at it and you kind of go, that's, you know, it's not complete in what he's doing, but... It's shown like no, they can you, just bounce back from most things. Yeah, but like what Klopp has done there and his coaching staff and Linders and the rest of them, as much as people want like to give them credit, is they've built the skeleton where you just need to kind of add pieces to it as he as it goes along, and you you change it up every couple of years. And unfortunately, they maybe didn't get he didn't get everything he needed in the summer, but we saw on Sunday that like. These players aren't done. They're not done. They're far from done. Like you said, Gav, to me, I think Fabinho and Henderson are back on the inhalers again. Like, that's a rocket. Like, you're looking at the league table now, and I put us, I watch sports tonight. They're fucking dreadful. They yeah. look worse than we did when we were struggling. Yeah. They're dreadful. They're completely without idea. Newcastle haven't won a game in about. Six weeks. I don't think if I'm being honest. I I I, I think the last, they win, I think they beat Palace with a, a late a late winner. It's there for the taking, and we've at least a new lease of life now. There's talk now that Diaz could be potentially back for the Bournemouth game. Thiago might not be too far away. So you're looking at your squad going. We have options nearly all over the park again, and it it can be a really really strong start. Finish, finish to this season and a start to next season, because you carry over. That's normally what happens. The year, the COVID year, with all the injuries, we finish really strong and we just roll into the next season and we nearly do win a fucking quadruple. So once, once Klopp is there, I have no real concern about the future of Liverpool. I genuinely, I really do believe it. You and the same, we have Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal back to back. We literally just need to match Spurs now till the end of the season and we get top four. 
and mm. they're all over the fucking place. Yeah, there is like somebody in the chat there says they're a little bit worried over Brighton and Brighton have been really good. Um, it's kind of it's always there was always one or they meant West Ham were in it a few years ago as well and they drop off. It, it it's di- it's a different pressure. They're, they're a really good side, but it's a different pressure. Yeah, it is. Um, that's our error. We've done an error. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant. Josh, stay where you are. You might as well stay there till the end of the show. Um, what was I going to say to you? Yeah, listen, there was, um, I think Bejan was trying to call in there. Spider in the chat was asking about calling in. We've just run out of time, but genuinely, 10 o'clock next, are we playing next Wednesday? We probably are. Is it Madrid next Wednesday? It could yeah. be. So, listen, it'll probably be the week after when we do this. But just, just turn on the notifications on YouTube. And as soon as we put that show up in the afternoon, you'll know it's coming. And then you can give yourself time to ring in. Like I said, we'd love to have 20 people on just asking a quick question and getting in and out and we do as many as we can. But It'd be like playing Jeopardy on here if you let everyone on. That's oh, not thing. everyone on, but like, you know, like if, if they jump on and jump off, you get a load in. Um, but then again, when Bertie comes on, like God knows what'll happen. You, know, you have to add a <laughs> half an hour on for him. Um, but look, the rest of the week, I think we're doing a viewer's voice tomorrow. I haven't spoken to Matt, but I'd love to get a few more fans on just to talk about... Um, Sunday if they want to because I have no problem four days after the game talking about that game again um, Friday they will, we'll have the Premier League forecast Saturday we'll have um, what's that full time Reds after the game against Bournemouth Sunday we'll have the fat back four and then we're back into next week our charity is in the description um, if you want to you can do a super chat and whatever we make off it we'll give to the charity but if you want to if you want to donate or take that link and send it on to us, on to your friends, your family, your colleagues. It's in the description. You click on it to copy. You send it around, or you click on it to donate. Um, all this stuff is free. Everything we do is free. All we ask is that, you know, if you want to support us in any way, that's the best way to support. Supporting us means hitting the like button, subscribing, sharing, um, giving us a review, or a pr- yeah, giving us a five star review if you're listening on download. And helping us out with the charities. That's it. Costs you a couple of minutes every week. That's all it costs. Um, I think that's it. We good to go, Shani? Good to go. Yeah. Spoiler and Bajam, we'll get you on next week. Yeah, I'll, I have, I'll write their names down now. So if they pop up, I'll make sure to get them on next week. Um, who, who called in? Bertie called in and, and John Depp called in tonight. So fair play to them. Um, it's been a pleasure with Shani as always. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Anything else, Shani, before we go? Sorry. No, just uh, keep giving it to them, folks. If you know United fans, keep oh, drilling yeah. them because they're wounded. They yeah. are wounded. 100%. And make sure you're applying salt to them. And I'm telling you what, I'm green and white tomorrow night. Come on, fucking bet us. Because I'm telling you what, if you know you got, if you know you think you can just rock up tomorrow or in, are in serious trouble. I'm telling you that now. Right. Okay. Um, that's been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.